Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one judicious page of Talmud a day. I'm going to jump right into today's page, Shabbat 139, and it begins with a stark pronouncement by Rabbi Yossi ben Elisha. Here's what he says. If you see a generation that many troubles are befalling it, go and examine the judges. The logic here is clear. When there are good judges, everything is right with the world. And so I know a lot of smart people. I know a lot of lawyers. I know a lot of people who are very skilled at interpreting the law. But I really know only one person who is a judge, not just by title, but by wisdom and disposition. Welcome, the Honorable Ilana Marcus. Wow, that is so immensely kind. Thank you, Liel. It's also so immensely true. Now, uh, I can <laughs> never get this right, but but your official title would be? I'm a New York City judge. I'm a judge of the city of New York. And presently, I'm the presiding judge of Midtown Community Court on West 54th Street in Manhattan. I want to hear more about this in a bit. But first of all, here's my question, and it's one that never stopped kind of amazing me. So being a judge, as I imagine, is really one of the most difficult things you could do, right? Uh, Rabbi Yossi ben Elisha wasn't kidding around. Tell me about what it takes. What do you have to bring with you into work in the morning? Like when I'm having a bad day and I mess up in my job, it's like, whatever, a podcast will sound a little less, you know, smooth. You can't do that, right? Tell us about, you know, the making of a judge. Well, I think having some experience now, um, you have to be kind, you have to be humble, and you have to be patient. I would say those are the most important things that you have to bring with you. And your question reminds me a little bit about, I had a group of students watching proceedings one day, and one of the students who I would say probably was in third grade asked me, why do you wear a robe? Because they saw that I was wearing this big black robe. And it was such a good question to illustrate your point. And I thought to myself, I'm wearing this robe because when I start my day, it's not about me. It's not about Elon Marcus. It's about listening to people beyond being myself, um, putting on the robe of, of what, of meeting people at their most vulnerable. When people come to court, they're usually having a pretty bad day. Uh, most people don't want to be there <laughs> and, and they're very vulnerable. So it's very important to be patient and to listen and to make sure people feel that they're heard and know that whatever my prejudices or biases or my personal thoughts or if I'm having a bad day, it is irrelevant. I put on the robe and I, and I consider myself a judge at that moment to listen and to be humble and to learn from that experience. How do you train for that? Because, you know, just just being a very good lawyer, which you are, and knowing the law inside and out, which you do, that isn't enough, right? Is, is there something else you could do to sort of increase the empathy muscle? Um, <laughs> that's kind of you to say that I know the law inside and out. I would say that, yes, you do have to know the law, but you also have to know where to look. And you have to trust that the attorneys that come to you are educated themselves and you want to investigate what they present to you and be willing to do your own research. And learning how to figure things out yourself is very important. But there are a lot of experts who come to court. What was your initial question? I'm sorry. <laughs> My question is, how do you train for that? How do you... Oh, how do you train? What do you do to kind of kind of exercise the empathy muscle? It's a great question. Um, I'm not sure. The court system itself offers a lot of training to be familiar with the law that I'm assigned to handle. 
but I could say from my own personal life experience, what made me eager to become a judge and somebody who was empathetic was, yes, knowing my parents who are both child Holocaust survivors. And um, my mom was a hidden child. My father grew up in Argentina, escaping persecution from Poland. And hearing their stories and having a front row seat to their trauma made me very aware that you have to have a good government and you have to be willing to have righteous people in that government. And I hoped to be one of those people and to meet people, as I said, where where they are vulnerable. Well, you, you absolutely are. And so I, I'd like for you to, to spend some time telling us about the new righteous project you're involved with at the moment. So it's, it's not new, which is exciting in itself. I work in Midtown Community Court, which was founded in the 1990s. It is the first community court in the United States, and it's been a model for other community courts throughout the United States. It's a problem-solving court. It has a group of stakeholders that have frequent meetings, the police departments, local businesses, elected officials come together and brainstorm ways to solve problems. Well, we have a few different types of cases that we handle uh, that do solve those problems. So we have particular caseloads of human trafficking intervention, which more traditionally might be called prostitution cases. And we try to provide services um, to individuals who have been arrested on cases for prostitution because we do believe that it's sexual exploitation and try to find a way to re-engage those people in their community. We offer quality of life meetings and sessions with people who are arrested in Times Square. And those are really interesting sessions for people who come to court, who become the clients of social workers. We have an amazing team of social workers and staff who work with individuals. And I also want to talk about our opioid avoidance and recovery court. So we found out that having a way to, instead of be punitive for defendants, to provide rehabilitation for people who are arrested for a variety of different offenses, really, it is a way, in fact, to help them um, deal with the drug addiction. And we know that treating the underlying root of the problem will hopefully be more useful than punishment. Well, Rabbi Yossi Ben Elisha, listen, man, troubles may be befalling our generation, but it's not the fault of the great judges. The Honorable Ilana Marcus, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>